Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Left Hand Right Brain. Thank you so much for downloading, for your listens, for your likes, your subscribes, all that jazz. I really appreciate y'all. And let's get to it. You know this podcast is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network. It's your source for the finest local podcasts based in and around Denver, Colorado. Each show on the DPN is designed to delight, inform, and speak to the enthusiast in you. We have a plethora of podcasts on various subjects like comedy, culture, history, music, work, movies, and guess what? Even pizza, y'all. Just visit denverpodcast.net and that's where you'll find all the links to all our great podcasts like this one. Do you remember where you were when we elected a Sasquatch president? How about when you learned Ben Franklin was a robot? Or first heard Stalin's mixtape? I'm Zach Powers. I'm Brian Flynn, and we host The Revisionists. Each episode, one person explains real history and another tells an alternate version. And the winner becomes the truth. We let comics from Denver and around the country run wild through history. It's an in-depth look at history, but with more Babadooks. Check out The Revisionists, available every other Saturday wherever you get podcasts, and at revisionistpodcast.com. The Denver Podcast Network, in the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Support for this podcast is brought to you by the good people at Mutiny Information Cafe, the Pearl of South Broadway, the heart of Denver. That's where I think I'm going with there. It's the Pearl of South Broadway, but it's the heart of Denver, y'all. What is Mutiny, you ask? Well, dear listener, It's a punk rock bookstore, and their mission is to create a place where people can shop for gently used books, finger through tons of new and used records, find your new favorite comic book, and enjoy a well-made coffee, a Pablo's coffee to be specific, in an environment that stimulates the mind as well as the senses. Mutiny strives to create an environment that brings people of diverse interests and diverse backgrounds together in a common forum. And they do this uh, by supporting local comedy, uh, local arts, local podcasts like this. They even have their own podcast network called Mutiny Transmissions. I highly recommend you check them out. Stop in if you can and check out one of their many live events. You know, they got live music, poetry readings, uh, authors doing readings of their books, book signings. They got uh, magic open mics. I think it's third Mondays of the month. And of course, they got comedy, y'all. They got their comedy open mic hosted by Jose McCall on Tuesday nights. And then last weekends of the month, it's where comedy's going down. Last Fridays of the month, you got Georgia Ray's show, Comedy Super Jam. Then last Saturdays of the month, you got your boy show, Comedy Save the Video Star. And even before that, at 8 o'clock, 
Daniel Reskin is doing his show, Casa de Haha, and that leads right into Comedy Save the Video Star, my music video comedy mashup show. Get the best comics from all around town to do some sets. They pick some music videos they'll want to watch, and then we uh, make fun of them, be some butthead style. We even got a DIY TRL. That's where you guys get to pick the videos, hang out, just call them out. I put them on the big screen. And uh, I'm not saying you can or cannot find our next sponsor at Comedy Save the Video Star. But uh, if you're cool, you bring your coos, you know what to do's. And before I forget, last Sundays of the month, you got Impression Impossible, which is what it sounds like. It's an impression show hosted by Kyle Bertman and Jeff Cohn. It's a comedy pack weekend, y'all. Make sure you get out to one of them shows. And as I was saying a moment before, Comedy Save the Video Star is sponsored by the good people at Renegade Brewing. Hey, grab a brew. A Renegade brew, that is. Because they're offensively delicious. That's what their beer is. It's always creative and always packed with flavor. This beer is for those that like to challenge the status quo. The people that are unapologetically themselves. The risk takers. The rebel spirits the renegades they don't care about making quote-unquote traditional styles or following the trends in beer they just care about making fucking delicious beer that they're proud to serve check them out at one of their two locations on santa fe drive or you can find them in most retail locations all right that does it for the house of keeping now let's get to this week's podcast which are with two of my best podcast pals great comedians aaron maslow and Patrick Scott. Now you guys know we like to have fun on this podcast, all right? We're getting loosey-goosey sometimes. Uh, some substances may be taken. Patrick loves the jazz cigarettes, and Aaron's just a big silly goose, okay? And we that's what we do. We have a silly goose time. I wanted to get both of them on, not only because they're great podcasters in their own rights. You know, the, uh, Aaron has his podcast. It's called Schooling Noah. It's the podcast where Aaron tries to teach Noah something on every podcast. That's a fun podcast. I recommend you listen to it. I know he's going to start it up again here real soon. What I was getting at is Patrick and Aaron are uh, great comedians. You know, we get on a roll. We go on a tear. And uh, sometimes things get said. I thought it'd be fun to have him on because uh, Patrick is going to be a father, a new father, father father-to-be. I don't know how you'd say that. He's with child. His wife is with child which congratulations for him. Yes, and Aaron is a proud father of three already, and I thought it'd be fun to get uh, Patrick and him on together, and Aaron could give Patrick some advice on parenting and doing comedy. And we get into that, but then we also get into some uh, grayer areas, like uh, apparently Patrick Scott is obsessed with the (laughs) Unabomber's Manifesto, and we have a whole section of that, and it keeps coming up. It's kind of a through line throughout the whole podcast. All I'm getting is, I hope this doesn't offend anybody. We're all just having fun. I know you members of the Brain Trust out there uh, get it. Yeah, but, you know, I just wanted to throw it out there that we're just having a good time. I hope no one is triggered. You know, I don't even like using that word, but I can't think of anything else that fits at the moment. But we do, I don't know, it's interesting. We do get into the Unabomber's Manifestos. Uh, at one point, Patrick Googles what are the best manifestos, and uh, I just thought it'd be fun to get the definition of a, ma- a manifesto. Uh, according to Merriam-Webster, a manifesto is a written statement declaring publicly the intentions, motivations, or views of its issuer. So with that, we can get into this podcast. 
moving forward. Uh, one last thing I want to say, uh, Patrick Scott is having the uh, second installment of his crowd work show called Social Experiment. Uh, it's going to be at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse February 7th. Now, that's a Thursday, and it's a little hard to get out for some people, but it's worth it. Uh, it starts at 7? No, it starts at 8. So it's early enough to uh, get back home before you got to hit work the next day on a Friday. He's got a great lineup. I was on the show last time. It was uh, so fun. So it's pretty different from most shows going on here in Denver. Uh, Patrick and Aaron are, are part of the show. They make it really fun. There's a $10 charge at the door, but Patrick did say again, if anybody, if any member of the Brain Trust shows up and just says, hey, I heard this on a left-hand right brain, or I'm a member of the Brain Trust, Patrick's going to get you in for free, okay? Free comedy downtown. What more can you ask for? I'm done with the intro. Thank you so much, Patrick and Aaron, for being on. That being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this week's LHRB podcast. <laughs> All right, we're going to start the podcast now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you take off your shoes? I did. I didn't know. That's a good thing. Is. There's no rule, uh, I but I usually leave it to the, you know, the guest to go with whatever they'd like. Well. And one of you went shoes, one of you went no shoes. And guess what? We can line them up. Oh, Patrick's shoes foot. are way bigger. Yeah. Patrick's yeah, feet, I guess. I buy them way bigger than they actually. My feet actually are, so they look bigger. How big are your feet? Uh, nine and a half. How big men's your shoe? probably like eleven. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know. No. What? Can't, can't be that. That's high. No, I could probably. It's probably good. Nine, you can't jog ten. in those. It's no. Blister. I trip on stairs because I have so much thing, so much shit in front of my toes. <laughs> are you yeah, just paranoid about your sh- feet looking small? I have tiny feet. Like I look like it's. It doesn't look good. Well, it's, he has to have. I have massive old man feet. What do you have? Thirteen? No 12s. way. He, he, you said you're wearing elevens, and his feet are smaller than yours. Yeah, but just barely. Not yeah, barely. My barefoot is almost as big as his shoe. Yours is like a ten. You got a ten right there. Anyway, let's get off of the foot. Okay, our feet are together. <laughs> yeah, they're high fiving with their feet. Everybody. Let's see. It's a nine. Wow. It a nine. The uh, oh, they're nine shoes. Yeah. Oh. So then, fucking yeah, heart. Aaron has to have super tiny feet. What's that? I have super tiny feet. Yeah. I guess. How do you think that affects your comedy? Uh, I guess. Nobody respects him because of his tiny feet? Yeah. I guess I just have to get That's the number one like thing Patrick. I think an audience notices is your feet. First I saw his feet, and then I left. <laughs> and that, yeah, that was a, is his comedy. Yeah, critique from his comedy work set last night. <laughs> I think women notice guys' shoes, though, and judge them accordingly. Oh, like, yeah. It's just like breasts. Oh, yeah, they notice man's breasts. It's just like breasts. <laughs> and they judge. No, women are constantly trying to figure out how big your dick is. If I've learned anything from the female comics I've befriended, it's like they're constantly trying to figure out how big uh, people's dicks are. And they, they, there's a whole. They're factoring a lot of things. Attitude, hand size. I think attitude's got walk. a big thing about it. I've got a yeah, huge attitude set of hands and a great attitude. I wonder what that says about me. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I guess I, know. I mean, yeah, you tell us. Well, you know, it works. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to know. 
when I need <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> when I need it, it's ready. With some priming and a little bit of conversation. Yeah. I'm gonna start taking Propecia, so I hope it doesn't like just totally wreck my. Is that a side effect? Sex drive, yeah, That's just kills your, your hair, sex drive. Right? Yeah, it, uh, so there's some testosterone that makes your hair fall out. This repels that testosterone, but also could just fuck up your normal testosterone. Are you taking Ooh. testosterone replacement? No, but I want to. There's a low T clinic near my work, and I'm like, I could have low T. I places... think about that all the time. Like, just do it. I go. I just turned thirty, so I'm like, man, maybe my T could be higher. Nobody walks into a low T thing and they go, "Your T's great." That has never happened at a low <laughs> T right, <tea> thing. They, <laughs> yeah. They're there to give you testosterone. Look, you have T. Perfect it regist- tea. It, it registers on our scale, but mm-hmm. I mean, it could be more. If you wanted to like say fit in with the rest of society, yeah, could be more. Yeah, you yeah. could be cutting people off in traffic. And that would be the best. I think so. I think I'd become a better driver with more tea. More tea. Need more well, tea. Well, isn't that, I mean, are, are steroids high testosterone or what are they? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff. Um, like HGH is not testosterone. It's human growth hormone. Right. Yes. Which I think is probably like a precursor for testosterone. But if you're taking testosterone, it increases your moods, right? You get ragier. Could. Yeah, because you're producing more. So yeah. that... And, that, and that's part of hair loss is too yeah. little to, or the wrong DH something. Too much testosterone will make you lose your hair. Oh, I'm oh yeah. That's why I've got such a full head. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking resent you. I was talking yeah. to you about it last. I mean, just great attitude, big hands, low T, low T, a lot of hair. That factors into the Dude, penis I, size. I don't eat meat, so it's probably why I don't have Do any testosterone. No, really? No, for I like seven years almost. They really? Yeah, I don't tell anybody except podcast listeners. People do that now. They're like they're like stealth vegans. People do that and stealth now. vegetarians because you know vegans and vegetarians have given like a bad rap for talking about oh, it all the time. It's, oh, it's horrible. Now there's stealthy vegans. It's they like talking about talk being. About it. It's like talking about being black. You know. Yeah. Who wants to hear that? Like, we hear all that. just see it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we know. know. <laughs> we see all your hair. We get it. We see your large hands. <laughs> we see how timid you are around your boss. I think uh, Zach Moss has been vegan for a year. I oh, really? Fucking no. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Well, I think he made a point to not talk about it. You don't want to talk about it because people will try and persuade you out of it. Or they'll question you or yeah. ask you questions. And it's like, well, this really isn't about Or your other brother people. will make fun of you relentlessly when you go out to a diner. Yeah. Remember when he ate all that meat off your plate <laughs> and you were pissed? <laughs> and he was like, I don't even remember that. Mm, I remember we were at... Uh, Pete's like after yeah. Mike and your brother was there. Yeah. And someone had bacon and he kept like waving it in front of your face going, oh, we bet you wish you could eat this. Oh, it was Euro meat. You're right. Oh, yeah. It was it's Euro not even meat. a good meat. It's, it was it's, an okay meat. I mean, it's probably the best Euro in Denver. It's a fatty meat, yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you can get good Euro for... I don't know. For a diner? If you're willing to pay. It smells good. Yeah. I like the smells. Free I'm smells. Saying, you could get like a fuck. You go to Fogo to Chow and get a better meat. You know, I don't know. It's, it's no like a big hunk of processed Denver. meat. Yeah, there are. What? You know what the best yeah, part about? Yeah, we go about? on my birthday every Brazilian, year. Brazilian cuisine is the best because they have the best salad bars. They really? have hearts of palm. Have you ever had a heart of palm? No. Oh, my God. It's divine. Is it like an artichoke heart? Uh, <laughs> kind of. Like banana the, pepper. It's probably the texture of an olive and kind of the taste of an olive. Okay. But sweeter, maybe. Okay. Like a little bit. And it's... So it's, it's an olive is what it's you're It's a tall me. olive, it's a yeah. Sweet olive. <laughs> it's a sweet olive. Sweet olive sounds good. Yeah, and they harvest them from the palm fronds of I'm the fucking f- get that. palm trees of Guatemala. So they would, so would, they would have that at Fogo de Chao. So I'm impressed at your pronunciation. Yeah, well, I've been around the world. 
You've never been to those, JD? Like a Fogo? No, uh, no, no. My mom, or my mom, my wife calls them uh, meat parades because they come around with the skewers of meat. It is a meat parade. It is. It's fun. And then you put the, you get like a block or flag depending on where you go and you stick it up in the air when you're ready. It's, it's the same models used at Casa Bonita. Oh, for Sopapillas. Sopapilla, Sopapilla. But they're like, steak, steak, steak. And they come with this huge three foot sword of steak i mean it really is a, a fun experience if you've yeah you haven't done it been. it's super stupid expensive no but yeah that's what yeah. Keeps 50 you bucks it. a person either no, the one we went to is i don't know it was a prohibitively like i got pissed off because there was a kid there i'm like what the fuck and you didn't want to eat and i was like get the fuck out of here they just have like a grilled cheese skewer dinosaur chicken nugget skewer <laughs> i was so pissed Patrick at was like i'll have some of those i think uh tom papa wrote in his book like if He's he's like I got a million dollar idea. It's just called plain noodles. Oh it's yeah, like yeah. I heard him read an excerpt and that yeah, it was exactly that. That was awesome. Yeah, was yeah. So, he's, he's so funny. Start a yeah a restaurant just plain noodles. Yeah, it's like parents will for love kids. it for yeah, kids. Just will for love kids. It. Yeah, for kids. Oh my god, it's butter noodles, eat. right? They don't eat anything. They just eat butter. Do your kids eat meat, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Everybody in my household eats meat. Them. In fact, we have an au pair because they wa- she you watches got an our au kids. Pair? We have an au pair. How fancy, right? Yeah. So I don't eat meat, so I'm better than you. I have an au pair, so I'm richer than you. I have a lot of hair, so I'm fancier than you. And we and know all factors into penis size. And that's why my penis is inside of my body. Anyway, she <laughs> does not appreciate my cuisine, which is generally vegetables and then a meat side so that everybody can eat. Huh. She's like. She's she Colombian. eats at your house, and she's like, what she's, the fuck? she gave up on it. It's been a, she's been a, she's been with us almost a year, and um, she initially would come up to eat like dinner and breakfast, and then realize I'm doing all the cooking, not all the cooking, but a majority of the cooking, and um, there's just not like a lot of canned tuna in what I'm making right now, which okay. is big in her diet. Do you eat eggs? I do not eat eggs. Fuck man, what is this? Like you don't like you don't like killing animals or what? The uh, it was a health thing. Right? It started as a health thing, and then I got off of it. I was like drinking a lot and eating a lot of like Oreos or vegan, technically mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of yeah. fun, a lot, junk a lot of fun candies. You can eat you can eat as many Slurpees as you want on this diet. That's what's fun about it. So you, you think of it as a diet still? Uh, I mean it's a lifestyle now, but <laughs> it, when I when I get serious about it, like I am right now, I'm in the throes of like counting calories and managing what I'm eating. Um, yeah, it's a diet. It really is, it comes down to like discipline and you I know, I would, masturbating the right amounts so you can count those calories. I would think you'd be in better shape. Yeah, I just started. He looks like, good. Okay. He looks fine. Saying, I know yeah. I should be fucking throwing stones. He's got a... No, I, honestly, that's a big deal. I'm a chubby vegan. I don't like it. I don't like it. It looks weird. Yeah, there's a lot of sugar vegan, options. You can get cut, right? You just eat you vegetables think all so, the time. But there's so, like again, there's so many junk foods. You can eat yeah, everything that has sugar. fat and sugar. And that's... I mean, you, the substitutes right now... We are living in some kind of age because you can pretty much get whatever you want without meat and dairy. So, like, it's really, it really serves more of an ethical purpose. Uh, It's kind of the American, like, we're going to fatten you up one way or the other. Because they have this Ben and Jerry dairy free ice cream, and it is so good. And I'll dare anybody to try it. What is it? There's four different flavors. There's, yeah, I've seen that. There's like a peanut a butter. Monkey? There's a chunky monkey. Yeah. There's, there's a, a cookie dough one. Yep. And just no dairy. There's just no dairy. It's like the almond fuck milk. Is oh, almond milk. It's just, but the thing is, it's sweet and it's fatty. They've somehow simulated fat by placing fat in it. So it's just lard. 
They're lard as pig, so I think they just use coconut milk. They use Whoa. like a full yeah, coconut. Yeah, I'm sure it's milk. coconut. And... It doesn't matter. It's a fun treat, you know. When I'm not when I'm not in the when I'm not sticking to my guns, it's fun yeah. to just eat a whole pint. That's crazy. Oh yeah, dude, all the time. Well, I, I, I just read that. this fucking. Do it. I'm, I'm doing it. Quit being a pussy. I'm a pussy. I've read what a if your hair books comes back? I know, right? Dick gets bigger, hair comes back. Oh my god. Uh, what if you're start voting dick Republican? Hair gets like bigger. get all better kind. No, of well, I I've known people who've gone vegan and they start losing hair because they're not getting the right nutrients. What about their dicks? The, oh, they, they lose their dicks too. <laughs> they just drop off. Oh shit, my dick's gone. Oh, yeah, where to go? <laughs> oh, yeah. Person I'm referring to is a woman. So yeah. Well, you she can go losing her hair. You can if you don't get enough iron in your diet, which is you're not eating enough leafy greens. You can you can certainly lose your hair. Definitely, it wasn't not having a well balanced diet. It was yeah. all just like rice. Yeah, and, that's key. I mean, you really have to go and like vegan chicken nuggets. If I had to boil my it's thing bad. down to what it is, I am high fiber, low cholesterol. That's, I mean, that's what I go for. And that's. I read a book about being a nutritarian, which is all about like high nutrient foods, like and low like sugar. Impressed you know, oil. you read a book. What's that? I'm impressed you read a book. Yeah, me too. Well, I listened to it on audio. That's he's now, yeah. That's I was talking thought. about him like you should read these Harry Potter books. He's like, I don't, I don't fucking read books. I'm like, what? And he's <laughs> like, I'll guy. listen to it. I've like, listened to all of them on audio multiple times. Yeah, well, there's something to read in. I read the. I've first... watched all the movies on audio <laughs> yeah, all I've multiple times. All I read the first six. All right. Subtitled the movies. Books? Yeah, when I was really young, let's. let's you read them, them all. Yes. Okay. I read four. My of them. aunt and I read them together. Okay, she means she read them too. She, she read the bulk of them, but I would read a page or two here and there. That doesn't sound. Well, convincing. I would read a couple pages, and then she would read like way more. <laughs> and then I would read a couple pages, then she would read way more. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you're younger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, ten. Just try, yeah, just yeah. learning how to read. Do you remember that? Learning Harry how Potter? to read. Learning how to read. Uh, I was in the good kids for like they had like. The good readers and like the bad readers. I was in the good readers for a little bit, but then the pressure got to me. As a parent, they don't tell you which one your oh, really? kids are in. I can like tell. you can see how they're performing because they give them like scorecards at the end yeah. of the day, like four point eight. What do you mean? 5. You can't 0. tell when your kids coming home with just like a pop up book and the other kids got a chapter book. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't get to see it anymore. Our school doesn't have a bus system. It's a charter public or charter school, so they you they don't get buses for some reason. Uh-huh. So we have to drive our kids in. Yeah, it's and limos the kids, or nothing. Yeah, there's no comparison outside the classroom. Right Nobody on the back gets of a to, poor person in this class. Have you never? No. Mm. It's, it's a good ride. You going to go private for your kid, Aaron? No. Because, hey, everybody, Patrick's going to have a kid. He's yeah. going to be a father now. I don't know. If we, can't, we can't afford that. We definitely private can't school? afford that, yeah. Maybe you can get some kind of scholarship. Yeah, he writes an essay in the womb or no, something. No, I think we're like pretty solidly middle class, which means we can't afford a house, but... We can't have. We're not going to get any other kind of shit either. So, how old are you? Uh, thirty. Oh yeah, you're young. Yeah. You don't start making oh, money yeah, until you're, you're thirty-two. Young. Is that when it happens? That's when it rolls in. Yeah. We'll see. I think I don't know. I missed that window. So yeah, we'll was, see. I'm expecting to go the other way. I was just talking to my mom the other day, and I was because she had like brags much, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Braggadocious. Hey, you, know, hey, you guys got moms? I still talk to mine. Anyway, uh, I talk to my mom. <laughs> Every once in a while. I wonder what my mom's up to. She call her. Sleeping. Anyway. I'm not I was getting roped into that she, conversation. I just turned 30, so I've been just like reflecting on my life and stuff. And <laughs> really? What life? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah. Well, my mom, what I'm getting at is my mom told me, well, she had four kids by the time she was my age. And she was telling me that like when she first Man, started. Man, she really liked to fuck. <laughs> Without rubbers, right? Uh, That's kind of a. Uh, 
<laughs> but then she didn't. You could say that about any parent. You can't when you have kids. You say that about everybody loves having sex without rubbers. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Keep going. Are you still having sex with condoms? No. Are you having sex with condoms? Yes. I don't want to have kids. And yeah, you my guys. girlfriend doesn't want to get on the pill. So. Well, there's other methods. Like you could Pull go out. vegan and cut your dick off. Yeah. Your dick will just drop off. <laughs> uh, Lower your teeth. All I was getting as my mom was talking about having Lower four kids. <laughs> and she was making like $4 an hour for a long time. When yeah. she like first started. Like back in the day. Fucking baby boomers, like 20 dude. years ago that was like. And she had like a decent job. She worked at the hospital. So like that was. $4 an hour as a nurse? No, not a nurse. She worked at the hospital. Oh. Okay. Cleaning up splatter. I don't know what she was doing, you know. But you don't know what, what she was doing. What are you talking doing? to her about? You're just talking to her about your life. <laughs> I was She's like, I can't probably... believe you like <laughs> fucking had kids at my age. Because I can't imagine. I can barely afford like renting this place and fucking all this bottled water I got. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucking you, you. Look at all this. Like fucking Marlon Brando. It's really good though. Over what? Here. I'm not Marlon. Mango. Yeah, dude. Like yeah. you're talking Bubble about water. obese Marlon Brando who like wouldn't get out of a hot tub for movies or. I think yeah. he's. <laughs> a little bit. All I'm doing, all I got is a b- bottled water doing a podcast. No, you have a glass bottle of sparkling water. I think it's probably about 24 ounces. Yeah, it's mineral water. That it's like supposed glass. to be good for it's you. like your P. Diddy. Oh, it is glass. It is glass, baby. Yeah, he's, uh, upper, he's upper crust. That's like some... I though, got one thing because I wanted to try the blue, he's hood rich. blueberry yeah, he's porridge. Hood rich. <laughs> no, I'd have a nicer car, wouldn't I? Hood rich, hood rich people have nice cars. or And nice water supply. You know, know glass is a way better vessel. Yeah. For But it's heavy. It costs way more to transport. Yeah, but what about like that's just going to be in a, the dump somewhere? Yeah, but it'll break down over time. Or I could reuse it. You're not going to reuse it. I might yeah, now, just to spite you. It's got a shitty uh, cap. Yeah, it's no good. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's got a bad cap. Yeah, what fuck that mean? bottle. It's a tin cap. <laughs> anyway, this is, yeah, I, I'm taking it back. This is not a nice thing you bought. This is clearly shitty. Uh, what I'm worried, how water. am I like Marlon Brando to you? <laughs> it was just like, I don't know, indulgent... That's your go-to for an indulgent person is yeah. Marlon Brando. Like, uh, go giant bottle of water. Look how rich I am. for a Put the fucking lines on your chest so I don't have to remember lines or whatever he did. I have <laughs> no, a terrible... he didn't, did he? Yeah, no. no. In The Godfather, you could see him reading lines off other people's chests and stuff. It's a thing. He didn't want to learn the lines, so he had other people... Have it on their hats or wherever the fuck you're no, supposed to be looking. No, that's not true. That, that is, is too super true. true. He was fucking... The what Godfather was his comeback. He wanted to fucking... No, he was yeah, lazy. He was working way hard on the... No way. He fought so hard to get that role. How many... There's it's three It's when he Godfathers? got older is when he got there's fucking... three Godfathers. Yeah, and he's only in the first one. And what was the... What were, what, what were some of the movies leading Please up to that? Please don't get high here, Patrick. Come on. <laughs> Can't you not... Can't you it's, just be with us? It's it's uh, does anyone want one? It's no, just, it's no just one a jewel wants pod. your drug. Yeah, right. It's, just a, it's jewel a tax pod. pod. No, it's not. No, yes, it's, it uh, is. It's nicotine based. It's just nicotine. Just crack. Uh, as well as wait, marijuana. you said it was his comeback. Yeah, that was like the studios didn't want him to be in it. He had to like because he doesn't get that read role. his fucking lines. He never remembered anything. He <laughs> well, was yeah, overweight. Was what was he doing before? He was he doing like game shows gay. and stuff? Yeah, it was he gay. Oh yeah, there's like a good video or a picture online you could see of uh, you're thinking him of sucking fucking... somebody's dick. <laughs> what is that? A uh, gay rabbit that uh, was bugs? On... No, bugs Marlon <laughs> yeah, Marlon gay. Bundo is the name of the uh, vice oh, president's him on rabbit. Instagram. Yeah, but uh, Mike Mike Pence's rabbit is yeah. Marlon Bundo, and uh, the, the What's the damn John Oliver show? 
they wrote a children's book yep. about Marlon Bundo falling in love with another bunny. Yeah. yeah. Man bunny. My girlfriend bought two of those. Books. I bought one. Really? Yeah, I gave Oh, the, the Colbert one? Not the Marlon Bundo yeah, one? Yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. Like, I've been reading those to my kids because I, I did buy it, and I feel weird. Why? I don't know. It's just, it's like normal to think about, but then you're educating your kids on it, and you're like, I have no place. What's normal to think about? Just the normalcy of sexual lifestyles. So they get into like how this bunny prefers to have sex with male bunnies? Yeah. Well, I mean the or whole... same sex bunnies? I like how they save it, and spoiler right here, but like in... You get like two thirds, maybe three quarters of the way through the book, and they're like, these boy bunnies are getting married. And everybody's like, yay! And my kids are like, what? And uh-huh. I'm like, well... <laughs> And it's, Let me explain it goes to you the, homosexuality. Yeah, they're like, so boys can love boys, and I'm like, yeah, and they're like, can we love each other? And I'm like, kinda. Not brothers. They're all boys. Yeah, brothers can't. It was weird. So they it's kind of they it's can a, like <laughs> each other. Yeah, they can wrestle. Yeah, yeah. But they love taking each other's pants off, so it's hard to say what kind of influence. They're like what four or six? Not really. The twins are three, and the older one he's seven. Okay. And the twins are both boys. Yeah. Do they have similar sized penises? There's going to be. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure. Christ. Okay, so one of I'm them. I'm just wondering. We cannot talk about <laughs> baby kid, dicks. Yeah, we're not going to talk about I have baby a joke dicks about it. Where I'm like, I hope my son has a big dick, or your daughter. Has maybe big it's. Dick. I just hope it's smaller than mine for dominance sake. Yeah. Is the joke? I don't for know. Dom- oh <laughs> man. Lots of people like you talking right about after, kids' dicks. So right after your kids are born, the <gasps> there's a ton of testosterone floating around or oh, hormones, yeah. and. For boys, the testicles when they come out, and I don't even know if there's testicles in the sack, but the sack itself is huge. Ah, interesting. It's like a baseball between these tiny little corn dog Jesus legs. Jesus Christ! Good and for then them. and it's like red and swollen, and you're like, is this supposed to be like that? But for girls, like it's big puffy Pussy labia. Lips. Yeah. Dude, what, <laughs> Patrick? It's weird. So it takes because you don't think about it, and then you see it, and you're like, I don't know, doctor, put it back in. I don't think you, this one's done cooking. <laughs> You right. baby comes home and just has exaggerated <laughs> sex things. Like yeah, big balls and look at the lady. giant tits on this kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's you sh- interesting. You should not have gotten this high, Patrick. You're, I'm not you're high bringing at all. up baby. He's just at a baseline. I think right it's now. a funny thing. It is funny thinking about kids' genitals. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. You'd be a great dad. Just is for the listener, funner, Patrick uncle. is about to be a father. Is that Aaron's a, a father you about three, when you okay. had kid, when boys you didn't think about like okay what kind of dick this kid gonna have I don't know are you gonna circumcise that's a thing um yes. uh, really totally yeah for sure I don't we're think totally it gonna do it matter cause... you're not circumcised are you JD yes yeah, you look like you... we start shitting on uncircumcised dicks <laughs> yeah. he's got a hood on like, yeah dude get it. what's up what's up weird dog dick guy? yeah dude you got a dog dick <laughs> check out my sheath yeah look where it comes out of and then into <laughs> I don't so, know what's it like living that life I'm circumcised oh. Is it that bad? I mean, like, I know that's like a worthless tradition. I don't know if there's a reason for it. Yeah, it's cultural, and it's not bad. Yeah, if you don't know there's a reason for it, why would you mutilate your child's genitals? Because it looks better. It does look better. So you're worried about the way your kid's dick looks? Yeah, totally. I'm telling you. I'm thinking about this little kid's dick. Yeah, you really are thinking about these dicks a lot. It's like becoming the norm for them not to be circumcised anymore. I think chicks are going to be into uncircumcised dicks in the future. I think it's going to be like a... They're probably into it now. It's going to be like shaved bush. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to see a hairy vagina. Man, I'm so into, like, say my kid's name, Derek. I'm so into Derek, man. I hear he's uncut. And they'll be like, yeah, bitch. 
I'm uncut. Uncut. This will be like He's gonna call grade. women bitches. Oh, they'll call them directors. Come cut. on. It'll be it'll be the backlash to me too. Our kids are gonna be way into <laughs> like misogyny. You know how like the generation rebels? They're gonna rebel into uh, back into misogyny. It's gonna be crazy. Um, <laughs> that's that's happening now. Really? Have you met our president? Have you uh-huh. talked to Aaron's kids, man? They just call everyone bitches. I don't think so. They oh, do man. say fucking because of some certain somebody in our house who influences them. The au pair? Me. The au pair. Yeah. No, the au pair is cool. fuck all the time. Dude, that, the au pair could be the scapegoat for anything. But she's not. She doesn't speak very great English. So you got... That's a real au pair. Do you have she's an a... illegal immigrant working no, for you, taking care of your children? No, she's uh, here on work work visa. Her ethnicity makes it an au pair. Right. If it was... If it was an American, it would be a nanny. No, an au pair... Well, au pair is a French word, but it's like someone... What does it mean? Au pairs are in-house... Wet two. There it is. That's what it means. Au pair. Wet two. Wet double. Au pair. Oh. Ode. Ode. You know French? I know a few words. Mon ami. What is mon ami? Like friend, I think. Friend. That's what Gambit called everybody. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> In the 90s. You learned your, yeah, you learned <laughs> yeah, your French, French from, from Stanley. From a Creole mutant. <laughs> Bonsoir, mon ami. Mon ami. <laughs> yeah, that and the water boy. Wait, what was his name? Uh, Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, oh, the Gambit, guy with the bro. eyes. Gambit's right? dope. Oh, no, he was a dude with the cards. Gambit. Yeah, he did the cards and he had yeah. the staff. I didn't really follow comic books. They need to make like a really over-sexualized Gambit movie. Like it's They were very... gonna. They were gonna, but now with the Marvel-Disney uh, merger... Oh, he's a Marvel guy. Or well, yeah. Well, uh, Fox has given up all those. Uh, Is there anything that Disney does not own, like major fran- franchises that you can? Harry Potter. Lot. Harry Potter's Universal Studios, right? Warner That's Brothers. so crazy. That's Warner another Brothers. giant. The the Universal, God, what is it? Universal, Comcast, NBC, like the giant conglomeration that owns Harry Potter and stuff. If you go to Universal a lot, the amount of shit they own is also like those are the two big things. But they own weird stuff. They own like the Muppets. Yeah, like Disney owns the Muppets. Okay, Disney owns the Muppets. What uh, is uh, Universal? I don't know. If the Minions. Oh, well, I was just at Universal oh, Studios in Orlando. DreamWorks. Yeah. So. Oh, there's something with the Simpsons is there. Simpsons Disney's is Although with the Fox, okay. with Disney the Fox owns the Simpsons merger now. now, yeah, it's gonna be weird. That's insane. How are people not more aware of that? That everything is just so condensed now. Like there's they're like three companies. Monopoly. Yeah, like there are so things that are already past Monopoly. But that's everything. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way. But if you're a if you're a content producer in this day and age, uh-huh. you have you have to compete against everything. You can't just be on your own, right? Like uh, you have you have like to, you have to compete with YouTube and you have to compete with Snapchat or I don't know where do people watch things? I do watch a lot of stuff on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Reddit. I mean, just like where do people devote their all right, Attention. let's not get into that. That's been... More dicks. Yeah, you want to talk about little dicks? That's fine. No, I want yeah, you... Yeah, J.D. Jesus. Jeez, We're going JD. into like a really honest to God. Where do people watch things? <laughs> I'm dad. <laughs> well, I don't like you. traffic either. Uh, I want to be a boring dad. No, I, I want, enjoy it. No, life. you don't. Aaron, Why not? Give, if you could... Uh, what give do you mean? Like caring have, about your lawn? Uh, I mean, that's not boring. That's have cool. you seen his lawn? Was he does it? not care. No, I don't. <laughs> well, that's not true. I do care. It's just hard to maintain it when you don't care. Zeroscape that shit. Oh, All right, God, Aaron, so give Patrick yeah, some fatherly advice. Patrick, it would be nice if you would hug your mother every once in a while. I She's do. getting yeah. lonely. Advice about being a father, I guess, <laughs> gotcha. is what I should say. Hug yeah. your father. <clears throat> uh, don't I don't talk about their dicks as much. No, that's fine. Actually, having a good sense of humor about it is going to set you apart from the other dads. 
other dads are boring. A good humor really? about yeah. what? A lot of I'm I'm actually surprised, and this this is me as probably being as a parent. Yeah, as a parent. I think what's really surprising is how much people love their kids. Like it's really like they grind my gears in a lot of ways, and I do like love it. them. But the way people talk about their kids is like, are you kidding me? Settle they're monsters. Down. They're they're killers. They don't care. They'll they're eat you alive. They're consuming force. They are, and you devote a lot of time and attention and um, resources to them, and they don't appreciate it yeah, at fuck. all. Oh, yeah. And then you get to just suck it up for however many years it takes. I'm still in it, so I don't know. Well, I I didn't start appreciating it until I was uh, in my 20s. Yeah, you're going to be... Appreciating your parents? Yeah, I do. I was a dick to my mom for a while. Yeah, and everybody is. Oh. And it I starts was early. It starts really early. It's, it, I think that's actually pretty surprising is how early it starts for them to like disrespect talk back, you? disrespect, like not listening, okay. like deliberate. If you could hit them, would it be better? No. You know what I'm saying? Like If you could have some sort of fear, do you think they don't fear you? They don't fear me. So you think if they did fear you, they'd respect but you? But I don't think hitting... Well, feared and respected are two different things. You know what you need to do is be distant, emotionally distant, but not physically or verbally don't hurt loud or abusive. Be distant. Were you the same way with all three of your kids, Aaron, or are you doing something different with the smaller ones that you didn't do with the older one? Because like, you're like, the older one's already gone. He's going to be a gangbanger, murderer. Yeah, there's no Unabomber. He might be. Dude, yeah, that would be cool. The seven-year-old, he's gone. Unabomber was a smart guy. Would you visit your Unabomber son? Yes. In the, <laughs> he in already, the yes. Yeah, I'm one of those ride or die yet. dads. I'm, like, I'm, I'm so proud. He knows yeah, how to work the mail. Look at him. Look he, at have him you read books. that manifesto? It makes sense. Have you read the fucking It's like, yeah, technology's bad. Yes, Unabomber. Go read the fucking Unabomber's manifesto. Technology's bad for that guy. Don't, that was a great. Did I'm you not, watch that? We're not today? advocating for the listeners to go read, read it. A it's good. Just read it. It's He's really smart and yeah. completely right. What do you think? What? Completely right. Go read it. No. I mean, I don't think it was good that he bombed federal yeah, buildings. Yeah. But I agree. what was he right about then? Shh, technology's bad, man. It's going to get to the point where no one's going to have jobs because it's all automated. Yeah, but, but then that could also open up the gate for. Way more creative things going that, on. No, that shit's only useful. if, and this is going to be a little contentious, only if you tax the robots. Well, you that's actually to, a thing. You, yeah. yeah, it is a thing. And you have to you have to take a company aside and say, listen, you've displaced all these workers because you don't need them anymore because everything's automated. We need to tax your machines. Yeah. And then what does the company say? Okay. It's cheaper than humans still. It's still cheaper than humans, but they're, what do you tax them on? What's their output? They work 24 hours a day. What's a, what qualifies as a machine? Is it Excel, Microsoft? That's going to be that everything. I can't think of a job that's not going to be automated. You know what's not going to be automated? Uh. Comedy. God. I had a conversation with this. I think you could easily make a robot be funny. They have they have Rule simulated three, yeah. they have simulated robots that do do comedy. Like, really? Like there's a there's a, okay a couple things. One there's make a, a couple sound. of video games, and two yeah there's robots that have done comedy. There's a, like NPR did a thing about it like, like a couple of years ago. They're just regurgitating. Jokes no, they're have. they're vomiting mm-hmm, uh, a bunch of different rules, and they're kind of yeah doing Comedy's their AI systems. Yeah, but they're they're doing it systematically. They're and I mean they're basically tr- trying to teach these um, these machines how to yeah, but simulate no one's gonna the patterns. Listen to Alexa, tell them a joke. They're still gonna want to see Bill Burr do an hour or oh, something. You they're think not so? gonna want to listen to Alexa talk about okay. whatever. The only thing I think I can't think a machine could understand is like an analogy. They could totally just make analogies. So 
that's a, a lot of comedies like you make an analogy or it's like rhythm based or you know like you could i don't like people but who the think whole thing they is, can't be displaced is being by relatable fucking... like comics are relatable that's yeah, what you're but when everything is them. a robot then robot comics will be king i'll make a robot that just goes around kicking gonna... people in balls in their balls <laughs> and it'll be the best comedian in the world that's not comedy that want, is comedy do you want to write that that's not a stand-up yeah. <laughs> let's do it <laughs> i made a comedy machine uh, and i don't yeah let's write punches people in the nuts you know comedy writers are now going to be coding they're just gonna be yeah. comedy coding comedy coding okay, well I, there's, i'm throwing it out there i can see it all right it's just like a box with a hole in it so it looks like a big vent vending machine mm-hmm and then people just walk up to it, and the hole's like right at the dick level. And Put a little like baby a, dick in there. And then a fucking <laughs> no, a fucking yeah, a, like a punching uh, a hand, arm with a like a boxing glove just comes out, shoots him in the dick. Boil, bang! Yeah, because that's all humor is. Is like you're expecting A to happen and B happens, and it amuses you. Like that is all a j- no, fucking joke. You still joke have to is. relate. You're not going to be able to relate to fucking robots that have jobs when you're not. I would love to hear a, a robot's opinion on human beings. Like you guys all fucking suck. Like pacing back and forth, like Chris Rock and bigger this and blacker. Is, this is your high talk right now. Let me. This no, is it's you not. Been... Yeah. Let me tell <laughs> yeah. you guys the it difference is. between robots and cyborgs. <laughs> you know, like that Chris Rock bit. <laughs> cyborgs be all like but i really hate yeah. what were the other ones uh put your money in books because cyborgs <laughs> don't read <laughs> there's a civil war going on amongst machines i'm trying to remember that that chris rock bit but it, you know oh, man that was one of my favorites it's a good one yeah if he was i, I a love robot. that line but it's super racist Put your money in books because <laughs> cyborgs don't read. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> so I think it could happen. I don't know why. I don't. Why would it? Happen? I don't get anybody who thinks they're too important to not get replaced by a machine. And you know, you, JD, you make a good point. In art and creativity, it's going to be in maybe not in demand, but more available. You're going to have more time, more luxury. I'm pretty sure this was in Karl Marx's writing. Oh, so there's like got the it has to be like a fucking communist, socialist kind of thing where people are getting paid to not work like there's not there's not working yeah i mean you'll get that universal income or whatever it is and they'll just uh pay you to be alive and you'll be a taxpayer and that's all that they do dude what do you think all this shit is it's just for you to get more taxes we don't want people committing suicide we don't want people dying from opiates we don't want we don't want people driving crisis is the taxes that you get from the people that you don't get it anymore it's not yeah not necessarily even that they uh that they're not making any tax money or they're costing taxpayers. Yeah, dude. But then you have sure. like, let's go to war. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a, a money maker. In Did itself, you get high before you came to? No, Aaron? I was just in traffic and I was really worried that I wasn't going to have anything to talk about. <laughs> you don't need it. This is interesting. Uh, I don't know. Is it okay? Yeah, it's fine. He wants, more, he wants more dick talk. Do you want me to talk no, about my kids? I mean, really, don't want more dick talk. You're in, you're in for a world of fucking hurt. The first kid is great. You're in for a world. And of no, that's hurt. great. This is what I want right here. Yeah, I don't know. Don't kids, kids are ruthless, man. They don't care about you, and they're gonna care about your wife, and you're gonna be they're sad. They're gonna care about your and wife. you're gonna be like, why can't, why can't I pitch in more for these kids? And it's because they don't want you. Your wife is overworked. She's got to go to work. She's got to take care of the kids when she, she gets home because they don't want you. And then when you try and step Aww. in, she gets mad. And this is, I'm just generalizing here. <laughs> uh, Aaron was a stay-at-home dad for <laughs> until about a year ago. I was a stay-at-home dad for, for twice. Uh, but 
you can't. Two different you're, women. You're, you're, two you're different damned homes. if you do. You're damned if you don't. You really can't. You can't help out enough, and you can't help at all. You can't help out at all. You're always gonna to lose that. as a dad. The mom's yep. gonna like the kids just like moms more. Yeah, and it's almost better to be stoic. And it and I I can appreciate like the father as a breadwinner. Um, and I don't know how true it is in most like nuclear type family situations, mm-hmm. especially nowadays where everybody's working. But um, you know, one of you is going to be more of a caregiver, and one of you is going to be more of a of of the provider. And sometimes it's both. Sometimes can I make my kids like my wife less so that I get more of the shine? Like I was just like I don't know. No propaganda, anti my wife propaganda. It's like I hear not at the risk of you and your wife's relationship. Yeah, you will. Yeah, the only way that works is in divorce. Oh, that's not going to work. That doesn't work. Yeah, you don't want to get divorced. I don't think that's a good way to raise kids. But also maybe it is if you're an asshole to your wife and your kids. No, no, I just want to be the favorite. I don't want to like ruin this relationship. Get rid of that. That's a pipe dream, pal. You just, you want to get. It won't be until they're like 12 or something until, and then they. I like yeah. my dad now. Yeah, you can they give come back them around, something I guess. Can't, yeah. My boss has a like a 12 year old son and a 16 year old daughter, and they're, they love him, right? Like he's, he's like a coach type, and he, uh... but they, I mean, I don't know what it was like before I, I was there, but. You know, just in my my experience, kids are just like we don't want this guy. We don't want to learn from him. In my experience, we don't want to. Yeah, it's no, you, know, you never hear people say that shit. Yeah, and I think don't. that's probably pretty true for a lot of people. Yeah, and the I, kids don't fucking respect them or show them the kind of respect they should. Because I'm fucking, we're taking care of your asses. Right? Are you are you worried about the strain it's going to put on the relationship with you and your wife? That's something mm. that I think would. I don't know well enough to know what to be worried about. You like, know, I don't want to, like, even try and predict what I'm going to feel or because I don't even know what I've it's going to be. I think it'd be hard to not resent your partner because they are going to love these kids more than you. Oh, that's you come up. You take a back seat to these kids. Yeah, I've, 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 I've designed my love structure this way. I love my wife dearly, and she loves the children dearly. I'm indifferent about the kids, but I love her. So it's a triangle. It's kind of a triangle. They, I mean, we all need each other. And it's certainly, I do love my kids, despite what I just said. Why does she love the kids but so much? Because she made them. Is that a thing? It's biological. I don't know. They She's but they cling chemicals to her. in her brain so that she doesn't leave them somewhere. It's not to say they don't they don't cling to me, but I'm like a very I'm low on the totem pole default. I mean, you're it's not like, popular with the kids. It goes if my wife isn't there, is the au pair there? If the au pair's not there, is the dog there? <laughs> if the dog's not there, do they have those big plush toys that we got them at Costco? If those things are in the washer. Is dad around? It's that's how it is. I call my my parents' house, and my dad picks up. I'm like, oh, ah, <laughs> I was trying to get mom. Can you put mom on the phone? Hey, like, buddy! Like shit! I'm like, yeah, fuck off, dad. I'm trying to get get talking yeah, to mom. Yeah, and I think that's why you need. I don't know. And and this could go for either the mother or the father, but like one of you needs to be kind of stoic and like we need we need a we need a person in our in our family who is gonna get shit done, isn't gonna complain. And, uh, and we eventually all, that'll come right. around. I mean, if you're nice, cause I, in my family, like I, I was all about like my uncle and my grandpa were like all I was about when I was a kid. Like I wouldn't even talk to my grandma when we'd go visit. <laughs> and, but I mean, we talk every now and then, but like now I can appreciate my grandma and like my aunts more for we like, Oh, they That's gave nice. me the, they gave me the tough love. You know, they wouldn't give me all the stuff all the time. And like, I appreciate that more. And the ones I want to talk to now or that I feel like I relate to more now as a, an older, you know, an adult, 
is my like aunt to my grandma. Like I appreciate that relationship more. And I've talked to them about that. Like, you know, like when I was younger, like I didn't, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, all about grandpa or my uncle, you know, and I ignored them more. Yeah. We kind of go, we lean towards who shares our interests and men share the interests of young boys <laughs> and old women are like uh see i wanted a girl i didn't want a girl. fucking boy. do you know it's a boy yeah oh, okay we did the th- chromosome test so we know for sure it's nice. a boy and it's uh, not down syndrome or no down syndrome guys or what's the other one with the bash skull what's that one Smoke i don't know dude that's your, what sucks about smoke? it too i know she drinks a lot though, insisting on continuing doing it while she's pregnant. Yeah, I got six she bottles does? of wine. No, okay. I'm, I'm like, always damn. like, hey, just, get a, just have a drink, you know? She's like, nah. She's, she she's a meat. fucking A student. What else? Yeah, lunch meat, fish. What else oh, is off limits? Sushi she can have. You have to microwave meats. lunch meat if you want to eat lunch meat. I think really? that was when you're pregnant. Yeah, there's a lot of rules, dude. It's like nitrates, or I can't remember. What's and I think in it's kind of like a little bit's not bad. But she's just, she's not that kind of person. She follows the fucking rules. Yeah, she stops at stop rules, signs. Yeah. And she's, uh, they told her, she, they, take, they took her blood and it was like a little thick. And so she's it's like, oh, you're a little dehydrated. So now yeah, she's just chugging it. water. Yeah, Are you, you have to too. Is she worried about her sugar intake? Because I was just listening to this book and they're talking about how kids are coming out, you know, way more prone to diabetes, type 2 diabetes. She will of now. The sugar. After listening that to this. The, she's not going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm so glad she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm terrible banking things. on that nobody listens to this. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, right? You're banking on one person specifically <laughs> never listening. She's to my world. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, well, they're talking about kids coming out pre-diabetic and all that jazz because of the sugar that they're <laughs> getting that into. Jazz. Yeah, you're jazz. pre-diabetic. Terrible life. Doctors are really getting into musicals because the world's just so depressing. Well, there is that. I want to. So I think some women take it as an excuse to eat whatever the fuck they want. It's like, oh, I'm pregnant. I can eat fucking whatever. It's like, no, you probably still want to be eating healthy. Yeah, if your blood pressure not... gets too high, uh, especially towards the end, preeclampsia is very common. Ooh, and why fun. It's, is that fun? Preeclampsia. Preeclampsia. Is that for fat women? Uh, no, it's it's pretty much, um, I don't know what it is. And I think it I think it's totally correlated to high blood pressure. But uh... if you're... Uh, if you're with clampsia or preclampsia, you will, uh, yeah, but you you can bleed out. Jesus, it's fuck. like a big, big deal. Yeah, dude, people die in childbirth, yeah. and actually more common in the U.S. than in most developed countries. Yeah, we're, it was stupid. They had something where it's like, hey, we're helping women not die in childbirth, and what was the big thing? It was a rollable cart with all the things you need for like to help women while they're bleeding out, and that like was towels. the big technology that I saw in the news was like. Dude, we're saving a lot of lives. We got we these fucking. Towels. We yeah, went to the, the cart. we went to the container store and got a willy cart. And now we don't have to like that saved lives. Like wow. that's how. So yeah, so there's a lot of fucking things to think about and a lot of things to worry about. And I'm not. I don't like the idea of it. I don't like the idea of parenthood for that fact. Because there's so many variables. That right. your wife could die. That my wife could die. My kid. Now I have to worry about yeah, something pregnancy dying. Is a completely different. That I might. Ways. That I care about. Well, okay, so suppose that I care about more than myself. Now I have to worry about this thing dying. That's terrible. That's not a good thing for me. Oh, that's the sweetest thing I've ever that's heard. That's not a say. good thing. Like that's why I want one kid, but we're gonna have multiple kids. Because if case one something we'll happens to one that. of these kids, we'll there's a dude that. I went to high school with, and all he posted about on Facebook, and uh, boy, that really sounded bad. Once you hear what happened, um, <laughs> his his like two year old ran out of a store into a parking lot, and got hit by a car, and died, oh, and. Fuck. Um, and, and, and he's probably they, pretty into that kid. 
you know <laughs> he is still. Like it sucks. I, w- oh, I would hate to be one of the li- living siblings because you're like god did i mean i'm still here move on you know make a new one <laughs> um but <laughs> <laughs> i think some people are i don't know yeah I no, have no I, idea what but I'm i but about. i mean i mean really yeah you it, it sucks i can't even it would imagine ruin your the life. gravity of that why would anybody want that risk but i guess if you just live your life that way because there's some reward life. you know jd's gonna call his mom sometime and say mom what, yeah tell me about my life yeah, yeah, let me talk about me, Mom. <laughs> I don't care that you're in a home by yourself, dying. I'm like, talk She's about not. me. She's not. She has a nice me, bro. husband. <laughs> yeah, but it is all about, yeah, it's going to be crazy, all about dude. your kids. Whenever you talk to them, they're going to want to talk about themselves. Almost almost daily, I think about the horror if my wife died. I can't even imagine yeah, dude, the, the life. Yeah, horror. Can you imagine how, like, just like you're, I mean, I depend on this person so much. We work together as a team occasionally and we yeah. have these children together and like i mean of course if the children perish that would be very very sad but someone's still bringing home the money no not even about the money just about who am i gonna have sex with and it's like you can't, can't do have that sex with these your kids, kids. <laughs> we both went to the same place yeah man now it's a legit <laughs> worry no it's scary man you you put a lot of uh you know you invest your love your time your life your yeah. everything and yeah you made them they're part of you. And we were watching Bird Box. Like she's the world's being, it's the end of the world and she's pregnant. Okay. And I just looked at my wife and going like, oh, we're really betting on society staying how it is. Yeah. I think that might be anything the only, changes. yeah, I think that might be the only reason to have kids is like, okay, here's a little bit of hope. Like we it's are going to, we're going to, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring something good into this world in, in what seems like a very sketchy time. I'm so. What? Unless they turn out to be a bomber, because then and then you brought more oh, but, evil into the world. Oh, but like not if you read that manifesto, yeah, manifesto man. There's a lot of good communi- points. I'm gonna send you a, like a <laughs> what a spark notes. Do not send me. <laughs> How long is it? Isn't it? oh, it's long. He's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's and you read it? It's never like that's the crazier thing. Was that to one me, of your you read it. books of the year last year? No, but I do like to read things that people don't read because you're like, okay, there's more context of this than just like a headline that somebody's putting up. I watched or the like, Netflix thing for the Unabomber. Which might be dude. the last thing. Yeah, it was just it's well, like that top was, of his class, right? Like he's a really smart yeah, guy. He was, like a, he was like a professor. Yeah, he did a bunch of stuff, but he was like abused by one of his like young, not professors, but like when you're in grammar, maybe not grammar school, but like early college days, grad school yeah. or uh, undergrad. But the fact that he wanted the way he implemented his thoughts makes him a bad person. It makes him not. I'm not a justifying smart his behavior. I'm just saying he, he was good, a contributor. He wrote a good manifesto. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like well, word choice was great. You know, like I really enjoy. It. Like you could get something. I don't like the thing where we've talked about this, but like somebody's a bad person, so you can't take anything good from them. It's like, oh, I can't enjoy Louis C.K.'s comedy because he jacks off. He, in front he of didn't people. bomb. No. He didn't murder people. But you know so what? To speak. If you go on Twitter, it's I think what I Louis C.K. done is. did was worse than what the Unabomber, Unabomber did. You'll find far more outrage. Yeah, you don't ask people for somebody. Because this people. generation didn't have to deal with the Unabomber. Yeah. This generation, I don't know. Whatever. That's true, though. I'm was, just saying. You I were want... a kid when that happened. Were you even alive? Dude, I was saying, so scared. Are you scared. saying Louis C.K. is the Unabomber? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I was so scared. The that's, Unabomber. That's deep. They had a special where the news guy walked out and it's like we're on the hunt for the Unabomber, and there was just like pictures of the sketches in the background and stuff, and I was so scared of the Unabomber, and he was just bombing federal buildings. You I didn't have anything he was to worry come about, to and hardly rural... anybody died. Yeah. Pueblo, Colorado, and bomb your house. So, I could list several things I thought this guy was... Tell him. List them. There was a serial killer when I was a kid who uh, he'd ride the rails and like he'd hop oh, off hobo. houses and kill people and then get back on the rails and they couldn't catch him because he was jumping off 
fucking trains everywhere. And well, I had a train probably eight miles from my house, like a train track, like really fucking far away. But every time I heard the train, woo woo, I would turn off all the lights in my house because if you walk by the house, I don't want him to know if somebody's here. But then I was like, wait, don't I want to see if he's coming in? I need to see. So I was very conflicted. But I was worried about that. Uh, you should have taken like a uh, self-defense class. Then you would have been prepared. You would have known what to do. I was yeah, too scared. Ten-year-old <laughs> Patrick should have said, I want to take a self-defense <laughs> class. Because the serial killer. And then they had a, a used car dealer had a commercial that said, watch out for Mike Medved. And it had like a police sketch of him. He's selling used cars for way too li- less money. <laughs> and I was so scared of him because I thought it was like an actual police report. In Russian, <laughs> Medved means bear. Really? Yeah. Well, he, the guy sold a lot of cars, but I thought he was out there <laughs> killing people because they just had a police sketch. How did that, that jingle went? When and then and then go to my Dude, bed. yes, that is totally it. Yeah, but what was the words? That is all I remember. I thought that was That's probably really just a That's really funny, dude. How do you know that? Well, because they have Medved auto dealerships over here. <sighs> He's a Colorado thing. I think That's Rocky's Colorado. Autos was more of a popular thing in Greeley. <gasps> the did, north side. Did you know, this is a kind of off topic, Greeley is the where like... The guy described it, he was on your mom's house podcast, and he described Greeley as the place where terrorism started in the United States. Yeah, Basil Farage actually talked about that on Isn't that crazy? Podcast. I would say that yeah. uh, it's probably because the Ku Klux Klan was housed there. No, well, this guy where they came, were he saw... <laughs> like in a storage one, shed? One this guy was a Middle Eastern dude who went to school at UNC, University of Northern Great Colorado. school, by the yeah. way. And, a lot of dancing yeah. that pissed him off. Yeah, yeah, and he just was you kids. disgusted by the... A Quran uh, between you. <laughs> yeah yeah leave leave room for allah uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so he was apparently disgusted by the way you know we lived and it made him want to um terrorize us and did he do that did he do something he founded um you know uh oh al-qaeda yes yeah, oh like that. interesting why Good don't go they put that at unc's yeah i know this is where al-qaeda started <laughs> i, I actually just i him. just listened to that at your mom's house today at work and i was like oh god this is not what Greeley needs to be known. It's known for the bad smell. Yep. They have a yeah. hog rendering plant. They have a few historical hog, things that are really bad. Cows. Greeley was yeah, a Greeley, uh, Greeley had some. Greeley is like a like a Union general. The the name. Oh really? The namesake of the place. I think they had prohibition the longest or something. Greeley. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Pueblo. Something. Pueblo is the home of heroes. Home of heroes. We have the most Medal of Honor winners yeah. uh, in, of any city in the United States. Medal of Honor winners. Yes. From People who con- like. That's congressional. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, let's not overlook Stapleton. He was in the. Uh, Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And so was Spear. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that what he was famous for? I think so. Nice. Uh, well, I think he was a. I think he was really good at fundraising and and helped build a lot of the Denver in infrastructure in the uh, 50s. Okay. Uh, but there Two was a, also famous in Denver, the Denver boot, which is what they put on your car. Yeah. It was invented here. What? Look at all this cool dude, shit. Dude, one time I saw an SUV with two boots. Isn't that like, awesome? Damn, dude, it was going snowing. Going <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> I've seen that too. It's like, why would they put two on it? Fucking dick-ass cops. They charge you twice. Is that true? Why wouldn't they just tow it? At that point, I think you probably got two. I don't know, two parking enforcement guys showed up. He's like, "Well, he told me you get the fucking front, boot. I'll get the yeah. Back. <laughs> Slow day at the boot uh, boot store. Yeah. Um. So you well, want guys? Are you worried about not being able to get out and do comedy once the uh, kid comes? Or? Oh, it's done. I'm quitting. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all sad. Know. You're the best. It'll be better for me. 
I think Cody Spiker's probably really happy right now. <laughs> you know? I've quit before. It's good for a while, and then it gets hard. I think it's a good perspective on shit, you know? Like, you... I feel like it gives me, I don't know, I would just say a good perspective on things and re- knowing what's more important or what's really important, and maybe other people's opinion of me is less important than I thought, is what I'm hoping I'm coming to the realization of. Is that not, is that a weird thing to say? I mean, is that not true? I mean, like, now I have this kid, that's what I need to worry about. But why about. do you do comedy now? Because I really enjoy it. Yeah. And that means it's important to I, I still got to gotta do it. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I, here, here's what you should, here's what I would recommend because I've done it. I've, Skype into open mics. Yep. Yep. Uh, be virtually That present. would work. Just like say, hey, dude, I'm going <laughs> to Skype in. Let's do that. I'll hold, gonna... I'll hold the iPad and, <laughs> yeah. and just turn it so you can see the whole audience. That's a good gimmick, <laughs> And like <man>. nod. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. If it's uh, not good, I'll just like I'm I'm out of here. Comedy's hard. Comedy is hard when you have when you have to make those choices. Like I I envy people who can just like at the drop of a hat be like, yeah, I'm gonna go on on the road or I'm gonna I can do the show without even like looking at a calendar or yeah, you know, just the the ability to have that flexibility. And I quit because I didn't think I could do it, and then um, put me in a real bad like emotional state you need it and i needed something creative i needed it because i was i was getting real depressed yeah and so you're gonna come you're gonna come back to it i bet if i replace it with a better thing you know like like, knitting like improv improv you have weightlifting no weight unabomber stuff yeah dude (laughs) making bombs but that still is taking away from your kids you might as well do something you've already invested in that's true and that you enjoy i've made bombs before like ice uh, dry ice bombs really yeah. It was hard. No. It's just water and soda. You put dry ice into dry like a ice. two liter and throw it at that car. You don't have to do the third part. That Patrick shit's actually is a, a multi-bomber. Yeah, dude. Pueblo. We did some fucking gnarly shit when we got bored. It's funny how people from Pueblo say Pueblo. Pueblo. People always say I say it weird. But I think Pueblo. You, you put, you're from there, so you say it Pueblo. right. Pueblo. Pueblo. When he gets a, when he's not thinking about it, when he's getting a little lazy, it's a little mush mouth. He says, a little Pueblo. mush mouth. There's a guy in uh, the WWE who says WWE, and I always get obsessed with it because he's like <laughs> his lips are too big or something. Like he's got like a big fat tongue. He's WWE. <laughs> big fat tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that his his uh, his handle his his name? Uh, he's Kurt Angle, but oh, okay. he's had a lot of times where he broke his neck, so I give him a pass. <laughs> you know, he broke his neck three times in like competition. What did you? Patrick, or I mean Aaron, because you said you quit comedy for a while. Did you do comedy before you had the kids? I did comedy before I had a kid, and what I was, was your material about back then? Because yeah, all you talk about now still. is killing kids. <laughs> yeah, no, it kids. wasn't. It was very. It was uh, Kyle Burtman esque. It was hacky and puns, and uh, there was a, a glimmer of goofiness, but it was reserved. And I remember thinking, "I'm so funny. Why does nobody see it?" Really? And I, I had a real bad attitude, and so I quit. Oh, you're a bad boy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get along. I was. I was rude. And Where I, was this? This was in Denver. This oh, really? When I started. Yeah, nine years ago. So, I, I quit, and I thought, okay, I'll try again, and I'll be better. And I wasn't, so I quit again, and then I came back a third time. Yeah, well, you're and silly goose now. Like, what's the what's the difference? You're still a what now? You're a silly goose. Yeah, I don't know. Just developed that. Like that's part of me off stage, and then brought that on stage more. And having a kid gave me a lot more to talk about also. I mean, when you're just a white dude in your late 20s, there's not, I don't know how anybody does it in this town. All these dudes talking about 
all the things they talk about. I resent people who have like interesting lives because I'm like, fuck you, man. I can't, I can't, I don't do anything interesting. All my shit's so fucking vanilla. Yeah, that was me. That was me. And but you, you know, you have a wife and then you have a kid. I mean, it's it's interesting because it's relatable, and especially now where I'm kind, I'm the only open micer who has kids, really, or like, I mean. Married with kids is not a typical open mic scenario. No, I find it offensive. Like, I just hate all these young people with their young people <laughs> things. I'm like, fuck you, you know? Like, stop smoking. <laughs> it's the only way I can keep in touch. Like, I know yeah. what rap music is, and I know what, and not even like specific rappers, just like that. Yeah. Rap oh, music yeah. is a thing. Yeah, Noelle's, uh fucking Instagram. I'm like, okay, I need to fucking listen yeah. to this thing, I think. Okay. <laughs> What? Hey, dude, Beastie Boys ain't cool anymore. I was like, yeah, I was at a mic and someone kept bringing up some rapper and I had no idea. I was like, who's this in Georgia? And Nick just laughed at me. Yeah, I mean, at least you've heard it. And I when like, it comes did, up, I you're like, up, oh yeah. I sort of didn't know who J Cole was till like a couple months ago. Still don't. I don't know. Yeah, about. I don't know what that is to be honest. But yeah, I, I mean, fucking. Is I it had, point guard? <laughs> He's from the Lakers. Something. He's like? a uh, musician. A rapper? Yeah. Is he a rapper? Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the the Post Malone. That was the guy that they, I think I, I like, like him. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I think I've is. listened to a couple of those. You can like he's radio. He's a radio play. Okay, so it's okay to like him. But uh, I don't know. There, you get a little more depth to your life, and you start to talk about those things, and it becomes funny. And then well, if you actually use your emotional state as a driver for what you're talking about, then it becomes so really you're just interesting. Always kind of amped, Tom, huh, Aaron, because you're kind of you're a high energy guy. Can be yeah. On stage, you are. You bring it. You bring the energy. People like you though, so. Ooh. But you're likable. Yeah. Patrick, you're you're not. Do you have anybody super do high you, energy? But you write good jokes. Do you right? know anybody who's hateable? Like that's their thing. Like a fucking yeah. around here. Ben Bryant. Uh he's like he feels bad sometimes for being mean. Like he was on my crowd he work show, should. and he like burnt everybody. Like yeah, really, well, good. he doesn't feel bad. You don't couldn't tell until later. Do you? It was so good. You know what you should do though. Listen to Ben Bryant and then go home and listen to Jim Gaffigan. They're the same guy. They're very similar? Very similar tone. Like Jim Gaffigan does a voice, and it's almost like a screech yell, and Ben Bryant is more raw with that, but it's very similar tone-wise. I always wonder who I'm fucking aping. Like, I'm sure I'm aping somebody. Like, what? who am I doing? Good joke writer. Mm. Oh, I know there's a fucking Denver way of speaking that I'm trying to avoid, and I don't even know what it is yet, but I'm sure we all sound alike. A lot of I would I've noticed it more with women in the community. They have oh, a yeah. very they have similar like a, the stance that they do. The lean in. They, well, there's I'm a start lean in. in. That's part of it. Yeah, you got to lean in. You got to share. Everyone got that from Kristen Rand. Yeah, she used to do that. Kristen, but it is there's Kristen it's an Rand, echo chamber, really. so you'll see echoes of people. Yeah. Even though you know it's just all of us watching each other, there's still like, you know, there's still like a Sam talent kind of yeah Sam yeah, energy that, around that, people and mm-hmm. you know he Kristen was, Rand. I mean, he was so incredible even when I started and that was such a long time ago and he was newer. Um, but yeah, what it would yeah. influence. I think that's community. all over the fucking thing. Yeah. And it's for better or worse. I think sometimes for worse. I mean, like if, if you could actually get away from that, like the way everybody speaks, I know, I, I know I do it where you're just, I'm like really leaning on the punchlines. I think a little bit like a joke. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like it's like a tone. It's like, uh, I don't know. There's a tone. That I think a lot of Denver comics have. Like, uh, isn't that funny? Something. Here we go. Da, 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 and here's the joke. Well, I wonder. A little bit. I, guess a little bit. I haven't ventured too many open mic scenes outside of Denver since I lived in Minneapolis. You'll notice differences. Like Denver doesn't fucking move either. Nobody is has 
It is a energyless scene. If anybody could have energy around here, it's it's different. He just said I have energy for Denver. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people like fucking jumping around and using the the oh, mic yeah. stand as oh, something yeah. like a fucking pool yeah, cue. If, I, if we get like an LA comic that comes here and I see him doing that, I'm like hack. It's more th- yeah, it's better, dude. If you need to make faces, like you need to make silly faces. You need, yeah, you need Crawford does that. Crawford Crawford does is good at the faces and you know being more that was advice animated. I heard Stephen AJ give once was just use your yeah, face. Dude, he I'm fucking like, yeah. he hit some of those pearly whites and they fucking racist light up. Yeah, well, he's got a silly face. He can make silly he's faces. A silly too. face. He has like a flat face. Yeah. So yeah. I've been to work on my. I don't know, man. But it's like I'm gonna work on my faces now. So, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what what comes out of it. Then, if you lose, yeah, you're you're gonna lose the I'm ability thinking, to go out more. You're gonna have to. Here's hey, let me let me give you some advice. I don't know what your scheduling uh, regimen is with your wife. I don't know how you guys coordinate things together. Mm-hmm. But get yourself a shared calendar. And if you really want to do something, and that could be open mic, that could be like an hour alone in your room. <laughs> fucking write it down put no, it in there because you'll honor each other's time but if it co- if it pops up and you know that's what you're used to like oh hey I'm gonna go out yeah. you know that gets old really fast when you have somebody else in the balance you know it's like okay who's gonna watch the kid because nah, I, I also so. wanted to go out but I think that's what I was going to negotiate two days a week two nights a week it's a good start and she could probably have a similar two nights especially, a week especially early like you, uh, before that kid is like 12 to 18 months like you're gonna have a lot more free time than you think but then you get to toddler stage and it's like what there is no time just running all over the place it's just crazy so that would be the better time like if i was going to be a stay-at-home dad like infancy is not a good like it's not necessary infancy infancy is the best time to be a stay-at-home dad because there's very little to do and you really just have to make sure they get to you know you'll you'll talk about your schedule they've got to eat and then play and then sleep and repeat and you do that over and over every day. And that's easy. Like you can get in that, that habit. And then they get a little older and they sleep less. So you have to like start to figure out what it's what that girl. looks like. And like like a toddler wants to sleep between like 11 and 3. Maybe not all at the same time but within those hours. Yeah. And that's like the middle of your day, dude. I don't know. I don't know what time you have to go to work now. I don't know what time you get up. But three like those are prime hours for me. That's like the the height of my day. Yeah. Which is that's great when, when they're lives. sleeping, dude. When they're sleeping, that's great. I was so productive during those. That sounds first good, years. man. I there's part of me that thinks it's a good situation. It is. If but you can we, work from home, even better. I could do that. I was thinking about like, what do what I do now, but part time. I'm like, oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, that's exactly right. I fucking love it. What are you the most excited about with having a kid here, Patrick? And years from now, you can come back and see if uh, you know you're disappointed or not. Um, I get excited when I think of moments of calmness. <laughs> I really do like what? Well, like when I'm I was laying like I like to lay on the floor a lot and I was laying on the floor watching uh, television I'm like oh in like you know f- several months there's just gonna be a little baby on my chest right now I get excited oh, for those nice. things uh, you know I don't I, I think I'm gonna be in I hope my kid likes to roughhouse I'm like, I'm down to wrestle so I'm hoping the little boy is gonna want to fucking roughhouse a little bit I'm excited about that that's fun thinking about the you know other stuff I don't know I I. It hasn't hit me yet. It's been hitting me in waves. It's like learning the sex, uh, seeing the ultrasound, seeing it actually move. Like these little, little things make it more, my brain understand that it's, understands it's actually happening now. But it hasn't fully clicked like, oh shit, this is, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a dad. Like I said my son for the first time telling jokes before and it hit me like, like whoa, wait, that's that's a thing 
that's going to be now. And so that that was it was interesting. So yeah, you get it's to, just slowly happening over time. It really, I mean, once once you're holding your obligation in your hand, then you feel he's not talking about his penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but my it, obligation. Uh, you get uh, you get yeah once once it's real what a, what a <laughs> name for your penis my, ob- the obligation. my obligation i so call it your obligation it's a blessing and a curse man uh no when you're holding your your kid then you're like whoa shit it's, it's real. real it's very real but yeah. uh not until that point really you're you're gonna have waves and you're gonna be like what if or how is this gonna be like but you don't really get the full sense of the impact i mean it really is becomes your life and, it's and we haven't hard. figured shit out. Like we haven't figured out. I guess we both. I mean, ideally we'd both work, but we're not. We haven't figured that out yet. It might yeah, not work out that way. Like freelance? No, I work for a company. I do some freelance work, but I work for a company. Okay. And I should be able to find something else if you know if I leave it for a little bit. That's uh, the thing, though. You don't want to give up. This was hard for my wife. Is like she, you know, for women, especially when they're high up the chain. They lose out on their, you know, uh, career yeah. potential. And, uh, you know, I think she's very growth-oriented and wants to just continue to push forward. And But then there's times when she's like, I just want to stay at home, too. Yeah. But I'm like, you can't. Someone's got to make it. <laughs> it'd be really nice for you, but no. Sure, think about it. Could you go, like... That's why I don't like the idea about having kids. It would just be such kids. a lifestyle change. I, I, I just totally support it. It would just be different. Is there a possibility to simplify... Does it have to, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, your wife quits that job. You make, your household makes far less money. Yep. Could you just, like, live simpler? Like, is that a thing that could happen with kids? It's, or do you have to maintain a, complete, a media bottom a, line? Oh, you have to it, get a cheaper house for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a complete cultural shift for Aaron's us. Aaron's got a big house. I mean, we live, Yeah. we're living in, like, a middle-class life, and we have... A lot of obligations. I think that's so... Three kids, I said. Vulnerable. I feel like that kind of thing is just waiting to be... At least that's my perspective on my life if I'm like living this middle-class lifestyle. I feel like it is just constantly in peril of us just being fucked and poor. You know? Like it's one mistake, one accident. And I think with the way shit works in this country, you are just one fucking accident, one mistake away from being in real financial trouble. Big time. And with kids, it is just amplifies it terrifying the idea of it and that's what i don't like about it was when it's just her and me we could both get fired and we could just all fucking eat white rice in a shitty fucking and we'd probably be pretty happy and you know what but if that happened that with, with a kid if you if you did that if that happened with a kid you'd say well now we all eat white rice i mean you would say you'd have to make those sacrifices yeah. but you'd also say okay well this kid deserves better than this so you'd work harder i like but i you know I grew up not with a lot of money. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. Yeah, being that's poor the thing. That's, I don't think they fucking know. Yeah, that's that's the that's the like the, not even irony or hypocrisy. I don't even know. It's just the the challenge of it is. I grew up this way, and my kid's not going to grow up that way. And it's like, what was wrong with how you grew up? We not used to all. eat so much goddamn crap, so much sugar oh, and so snacks, and bad. And I'm alive, and I have these lumps in my throat, but they're. They don't hurt that much. They don't bleed that much. <laughs> I got these lesions on my body that I, you know. I don't know how to fucking read, but, you know, who needs that shit, you know? But, I mean, you turned out to be a decent person. You have ambitions and you have skills and you live a life. Oddly fascinated by the Unabomber, though. I don't know. <laughs> well, you can have heroes. Yeah, dude. I just You're like welcome. to look. I don't like, to, <laughs> yeah, I don't like people telling me how to think about things. So I'm telling you, it's pretty good. Let me see if yeah, I can. Yeah, why don't you pull it up? Let's put a link up on the page. <laughs> Some fucking. <laughs> 
Unabomber so Manifesto. Either we're going to wrap this podcast up or we're all going to take a hit off that pen and then read the bo- Unabomber's <laughs> Manifesto for the next yeah, if you two just, hours. If you want to fucking, yeah, have a completely different show. <laughs> just manifesto. Yeah. In fact, first of all, it's a manifesto, so it's good. You know? There's no, no bad manifesto. Yes, there is are. Is that true? <laughs> they would just call it like his stupid note if it was not good. It's a manifesto. His ramblings. Industrial society and its future. The Unabomber's go, Manifesto. Dude. And he predicts with clarity the future. Yeah, he was like, Facebook sucks. He predicted Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 50 years after the fact. It's pretty long. This is, might not go well. Yeah, we're not going to read Whoa, it. Whoa, it's so long. It's How like a book. Pages? Yeah, it is a book. It's like 200 pages. I thought pages. you read it. <laughs> he said I he read, read parts it. of it. Yeah, parts of it. Like the good parts. Do you know what's funny? Watching that Netflix thing about the, the Unabomber biopic or whatever you call that, all, all that I got out of that was that the... FBI created a new type of forensics called linguistic forensics. What's that? It's where they, that's how they caught the Unabomber. They used the language choices he made in the manifesto. They used that to catch him. They they basically pinpointed where he was from and then matched up all his other characteristics. Ah, and they kind of used that. And, and that's cool. And it wasn't, the problem was that because it wasn't a scientific field at the time, it couldn't be admittable evidence. So they had all these people that kind of fit the bill, not all, but like a couple. And then they pinpointed just a couple of one, Ted Kaczynski, and they were like, we know it's him. Yeah. It's got to be him, but we don't have enough evidence because Uh. he was so good at covering his tracks, except in the way he wrote his manifesto. There were patterns, there were words. You could easily do that nowadays because there's so many fucking Twitter posts and shit. What were the words? Uh, was, where was he from? The he said fuck a lot. No, he y'all. said <laughs> he <laughs> said y'all from Braxton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all assholes from up north. <laughs> oh, that sounds Braxton. like Ted Kennedy. And then uh, I heard about these folks Kaczynski. in Greenville. Uh, I can't remember where he's from, but he used. Oh, I think it was Philadelphia. No, this is how they discovered there was a like word patterns. Is that there was a dude from Philadelphia who would say water like water. Yep, which is a dialect. Water dialect. ice. Yeah, and so somehow that worked its way into the manifest. Okay, I will read just a, a random just ex- a clip. excerpt from the Unabomber's <laughs> no, Manifesto. One good one, quote unquote good one. Do you want me to Google the best parts of the Unabomber's <laughs> Manifesto? I could do that, or I could do a random I don't know one. how you found the good parts. Okay. Not only did you not read it, this is completely. I picked out the good parts. This is a there's random a part. part, and we're going to see if we agree with it. Okay. The system has to force people to be- behave in ways that are increasingly remote from the natural pattern of human behavior. For example, the system needs scientists, mathematicians, and engineers. I can't... Oh, this is hard. I can't... F- it can't function without them. So heavy pressure is put on children to excel in these fields. It isn't natural for an adolescent human being to spend the bulk of their time sitting at a desk absorbing in study. An a, a normal adolescent wants to spend time in active contact with the real world. How is that not relevant to today where you have a bunch of people working on computers and being de- depressed because they have no connection with the outside More world? More than that, that's literally the like studies are now proving that kids function better later on in life when they get more play at a younger age. Oh, it doesn't seem crazy to me. It seems like the Unabomber is right. Either. Is he saying that's why he's blowing up buildings or what He's talking the about fuck? just the system. We're building into the system of you get a job, you feed into this consumerism and stuff is all 
not but how natural. is blowing up federal buildings and killing people the I, solution i think i don't understand i that can't link. remember either yeah do you want me to google why he blew up i mean but look i just put, picked a random thing and i completely agree with it from the marina bombers manifesto because the constant pressure that that system exerts to modify human behavior, there is a gradual increase in the number of people who cannot or will not adjust society's requirements. Uh, welfare leeches, young gang members, cultists, anti-government rebellions, radical environmentalists, saboteurs, dropouts, and resistors of various kinds. So you you make this, I don't know. It's it's a fucking, there's 38 oh, pages. I, you don't even That's get what he's saying there. You're like, I disagree with it. <laughs> Well, just said that just says you're, you I like saying inflammatory things. <laughs> no, I mean I agree, we agreed with that that this, that the system that I we have I did not say I agreed with pu- that. pushes pushes okay. people into unnatural patterns. And that and the last thing I said was just if you're making people go into these unnatural environments and ways of living, then you're going to have people rebelling against that and causing damage. That's what I got. One person who's a criminal you're going to have more crim- – if you just let people be happy and not have to work on in screens all day, there wouldn't be – there'd be less gang members. There'd be less – People are so drawn people. to screens now. Yeah, not- it's a bad it's instinct. Dope- dopamine is really – you get that instant gratification from the Yeah, but they're also not like, hey, let's blow up buildings. Yeah, because they're I – think, I think what he's getting at, the Unabomber, is that you are muted to all that – to those feelings because you suppress it with – external sources that aren't natural i think he's correct that's like in fucking the sense? power of now in what shit. sense what he's correct in what sense you look you turn it's on the tv you doing. don't have to think what about is, it okay so uh, he's justified in what he did no not, look you need to uh separate the artist from the <laughs> yeah bomber. i was just thinking about that <laughs> yeah okay i'm gonna get on a list because okay. i just googled <laughs> best parts of the unabomber <laughs> manifesto <laughs> okay but what are we arguing right here that we're he just, had that he had a point of view that you agree with. Yeah. Yes. That is in his manifesto more, specifically. That is almost more relevant today than it was then because he was being prescient in his views yeah, on how prophetic. technology is going to affect us. So it is even more relevant now. Dude, you sit in front of a screen all the goddamn time. And how many people? And you want to blow up a building? No, but how many people are unhealthy? Because of it. I mean, it's how many people are battling depression? I mean, it may be how neurotic vegan, am I? Maybe if you went vegan, you'd be fine. Though. Yeah, look, I eat vegetables and people think I'm weird. Yeah, it's, it's like, a oh, natural state. Oh, <laughs> uh, Unabomber Manifesto condensed. Do you know? <laughs> Spark notes. Okay, the intro, uh, I'm not, this is a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. modern it's, leftism. It's okay. Almost everyone will agree that we live in a deeply troubled society. Feeling of inferiority. That's interesting. I'm reading this, dude. Uh, over socialization that seems interesting yeah yeah patrick read a book a month last year maybe you could read a manifesto <laughs> a uh, manifesto a, a month. month i can think of two manifestos what's the other one? Oh, maybe three uh carl marx's manifesto Ooh. The, i can't remember manifesto another to com- gem communist. another fucking gem <laughs> of a man probably what was wrong with carl marx marxism yeah what's wrong with marxism it's like utopian communism which is not socialism which is what the i that's basically in practice what communism becomes is socialism well that is number four on google's list of top manifestos whoa get yourself (laughs) in there what's number two through number one bible ten commandments top manifesto there you go coming in at number two (laughs) the u.s declaration of independence Number three, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. What? Oh, that's a manifesto? Bing, 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 bing. I had no idea. Yeah. 
Number four, The Communist Manifesto by Karl Barks. I, E, A, E, Nine. Aruga. Okay. Um, and then, you know, JFK's land on the moon speech. Famous manifestos. He's not even in the top five. The Unabombers isn't even in the top five. Well, I can't tell you there's a lot of bad PR. There's a lot of this <laughs> yeah, with the fucking Unabomber manifesto. Yeah, you, gotta go to that, you gotta go to that dark web. <laughs> Flip it. See the, see the other side. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna I bet read Karl it. Marx would be on both ends. Yeah, man. Best and worst manifesto. All right, guys. We're gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much for uh, coming and being on the pod. I appreciate the uh, fatherly advice. You're welcome. Uh, advice about, you know, uh, being a father. Your insights, uh, Aaron. Uh-huh. And uh, Patrick, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, uh, yeah, I think things will turn out well. Yeah, me too. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. It can't be worse than my dad. Really? He okay. died. Uh, ooh, hope I'm better than him. Yeah. I could die at any time. Oh, shit. That's true. Because yeah. of your unnatural state. Yeah. Anyway. Guys, <laughs> <Okay, so laughs> anything to plug or... <laughs> No. I have a show at uh, Voodoo, actually. Yeah. Next week. We oh, got to yeah. do that. I need to start promoting that Dude, more. that crowd work show was so fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And so we're doing it again on next Thursday. I need to start promoting it more. But I'm going to do, like, have a meetup group going. I'm going to do Facebook ads and see called, what the fuck uh, we could do. What's it called again? Social Experiment Comedy Show. It's Saturday the, at 7? No, it's Thursday at 8, I believe. Okay. And Aaron's the dude in the crowd with the mic, which hey. is, like, the most important part of that show. And I think he he did a really good job the first time. It was it was interesting, good learning. Yeah, man, it's it's I don't know. It is definitely a risky form of shit of like doing comedy, but I think I've seen it be very rewarding to people. Like if you just get funny people up there, they will make funny shit happen. Yeah, and uh, I had so, a good time. Yeah, dude, you were. People told me you and Ben were their favorites. So Aww. I didn't want to fucking. I nice. mean, Aaron got a lot of love too. And I don't want. I don't. I guess I shouldn't yeah, be saying yeah. people who told me they're. But yeah. You guys got a lot of love. Yeah, just like treat like a podcast. Talk to somebody. And that's what you should be doing more with your stand-up, too. Yeah. It's just Me? Treat them, yeah. Everybody. Everyone. Make it more conversational. As more conversational as can be. That's the movement. Because then you start flirting with like being yourself a little bit more when you do that, I feel. Unless your thing is to be like William Montgomery and yell. Or like, you know, unless you have a gimmick. But even he is... I think some of that's real. Off-cuff silly. Yeah. I've been watching him on Kill Tony. Yeah, I watched too. him for like an hour and a half the other day. Yeah. And it was like, he his jokes are craziness, but when he's just talking, the way he embodies that character, there's no way he's written all that, but he is conversational in that way. And it, and that was reflective of the way he is off stage. Yeah. So I mean, a so little it's, bit It's weird. true to him. Yeah. His weirdness great. is true to him. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, that's next Thursday. I need to tell people. I think some yeah. people might've forgotten. Use the code left hand right brain and Patrick will pay for your ticket. <laughs> I will. I, I I stand by that. You're saying I'm a member of the Brain Trust, maybe. Yeah, the Neapolitan Knights. Neapolitan. That's yeah. number six on the list. Yeah, Neapolitan Knights. Come cream courage. Courage. Number one. Any ice cream is better than nah ice cream. Modern. Two. <laughs> death before dishonor, aka frozen yogurt. Oh, they don't like Three, yogurt. respect all worthy flavors. Four, chunks or bits undoes the wicked. Five, soft serve. Definitely going to turn into a cold. It's a Six, manifesto of ice. samples to aid those who seek it. Seven, like the waiting line shall be held gang. by friendship and patience. Eight, and blank. Nine, blank. Yeah, I haven't Ten, finished it. Swirl, Maybe swirl, I'll swirl, girl. From the <laughs> Modern man is strapped down. 
by a network of rules and regulations, and his fate <laughs> depends on the actions of a person's remote from his own decisions he cannot influence. This is not an accident or a result of the arbitrariness of arrogant bureaucrats. It is necessary and inevitable in any technologically advanced society. The system has to regula- regulate humans closely in order to function. The system has to force people to behave in ways that are increasingly remote from their natural patterns of human behavior because the constant pressure that system exerts to modify human behavior, there's a gradual increase in the number of people who cannot or will not adjust society's requirements. And now, okay. Are those outliers. I figured out what your podcast bed? should be. Just, just reading now. the manifesto. Yeah. Like, All right. Be good to each other, everybody, and no we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks. The system does not, yeah. This is good. <laughs> this is not crazy. It's not terrible. I kind of agree with a lot of what he's saying. The bad parts of technology cannot be separated from the good parts. But they, I think, I think what he's alluding to anyway is that people are going to be inherently rebellious. You kind of get that no matter what. There were re- rebellious people in like yeah. surf and lord. Yeah. Like, no, what are you going to? No matter what you're going to do, these people are going to rebel against it. People are going to be outliers. You're stupid, Ted. That's yeah, a bad Ted, point. You're dumb. You're just that saying whatever he says. Technology advances the greater. Nope. I think it's interesting. Okay. I think it's really interesting because if you watch, if you ever watch Network. The movie? the movie, yeah. Go. That is so. It was relevant then, but it becomes more relevant. That's true. He was gonna kill himself on air, and then the ratings go up, so they saved him. But eventually, they end up killing him on air for more ratings. And it's just I don't know. You don't care, but it's a good. Go watch Network. You like all these old movies? Network is seventies, like eighties. I think it's the seventies. It is. The it's a good movie. And it's sexy. Is it sexy? I don't remember. I think I'm thinking of. Uh, Broadcast. Yeah. Or network. <laughs> it's his song.